Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Seven sixteen, sixty minutes after 7 o'clock. Beautiful Friday morning if the studio audience will take their seat. Gene Valentino's in the house. Hey, good morning, Gene. Happy birthday, by the way. Yesterday was your birthday. Uh, I'm not going to disclose how old you are, but uh, you are certainly a mature male. Yeah. <laughs> well, I t- got the jumper cables out, and instead of putting them on the car, I put them on my toes, and I'm doing just fine, thank you. Yeah, so great to have you as we do every Friday at 7.15. So what's on your mind this week? Oh, boy, where do you begin, huh? Hey, I just saw uh, uh, the new girlfriend of the week is this Tulsi Gabbard. She leaves the Democratic Party, and I'm I'm not happy she left the Democratic Party per se. I'm happy that she's standing up for principles and righteousness and justice she is not going to be bullied by a cabal of a select few trying to control, uh, force her to, uh, to, to live within the confines of a narrow uh, autocratic control that this Democratic Party has become. I predict the complete demise of the Democrat Party within the next two years. Okay, so that's pretty strong, uh, actually. So you don't think, basically, that when this election comes through, and if, which we all kind of have an idea that it's going to happen, that there's going to be a red wave, not so positive about the Senate, but certainly the House, it's going to put a kink in the Democrats' plan uh, to do whatever it is that they're trying to do. You don't think that they'll be like, well, Bill Clinton, for example, who said, you know what, maybe I should move a little more to the middle. You don't think that'll happen? I think there will be some of that transition, but there's too many people at the top who've been too hostile to, for too long. I mean, just this morning, we're getting news coming out about Nancy Pelosi suggesting on January 6th that if Trump shows up at the Capitol, she'd punch him out or slap him silly, some crazy comment. <laughs> so yeah, much like for nonviolence, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to watch that nonviolent yeah. uh, demonstration of leadership, uh, not to mention her tearing up the presidential speech uh, at the an annual address by the president. First time in history someone so rudely uh, dishonoring the president of the United States. One would say we have plenty to be angry about with Biden, but uh, at the very least we don't dis- disparage him, or I should say disrespect him. We try to respect him. We're just running around catching all his trips and falls. Uh, but boy, uh, what Pelosi has done at, in her leadership of the Democrat Party is exactly why I say I think it's the beginning of the end for them. They okay. have just, you have Democrats running for cover now. Uh, and if you're not changing parties like Tulsi Gabbard, you're forming opinions. Uh, and taking on a campaign posture to distance yourself uh, as much as possible from the mainstream of democratic uh, thinking, uh, as evidenced by some of the campaigns we see in the final stretches these days throughout the nation. 
There's there's not a lot of talk about what Democrats have done. They're they're obviously with the January 6th committee. They're trying to drag President Trump in it because they feel like that's their best. Uh, I guess their best way to be able to pick up votes is to be able to make Donald Trump, you know, front and center, because a lot of Democrats don't like Donald Trump and they will get out if they think that Trump's on the ballot, which he's not. But uh, but they keep bringing him up because they think that's going to help him because they can't talk about what they've done. Actually, they've done nothing except for harm for our economy, for our energy sector. Everything you can imagine is on the downhill slope because of them. And we're, we're faced with some real financial problems coming up over the next year or so because of the actions of this president and current Congress and Senate. Yeah, talking more about bad behavior for a second, you have, in all, I mean, the there's just so much going on. Uh, if, if you can't win on the issues, start taking uh, snipes or swipes at, at the opponent and, and hitting below the belt, as is beginning to evidence itself in many of the uh, attacks by Democrats against Republicans in these final and, and associate uh, associations or independent groups like PBS, you know, uh, Arizona's PBS uh, def uh, uh, defies the Arizona Clean Elections Commission. Uh, they are allowing Katie Hobbs for a one-on-one -on -one interview, Michael, uh, a half-hour interview with Katie Hobbs because the campaign manager of, of, uh, uh, of uh, this uh, Katie Hobbs's campaign doesn't want her going up against Carrie Lake. It's the most egregious, obvious, in-your-face level of bad behavior. I haven't seen anything like it before. I mean, even in an election I had here in Escambia County years ago, we watched uh, the League of Women Voters and some of the local uh, not-for-profit groups attempt to bring forward candidates uh, in my absence, uh, but it, it, the in the case of PBS, PBS should not be willing to uh, um, charm uh, Katie Hobbs into an interview because she's not willing to debate Carrie Lake means she doesn't deserve an advantage for a private broadcast. Well, we're and talking then, about a um, we're, we're talking about a border state here, right? I mean, this is Arizona. That's Arizona. And yeah. she can't, and she can't this... say anything positive about what she's done to try to help to curb the illegal immigration that is going on on that border state, which is really affecting a lot of people. And I have friends in Arizona, and I can tell you that everybody is fit to be tied about this immigration thing. They are seeing all kind of crazy things going on. Namely, you see the uh, fentanyl. The, this powerful drug that, that is coming across our border and killing, literally killing our children. And I've got two friends that both have a, one had a grandson and the other had a son that died from a fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl overdose. So this is a serious problem they will not address. The sleeping dog is being awakened by the continued reckless behavior of the select few. I believe, as I said before, the reaction, or I should say the response by the silent majority 
will be uh, significant and uh, 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 impactful in the next two years. That's why I suggested the demise of the Democrat Party. Why, two counties in Oregon, Michael, just this week announced that they want to merge and join with the neighboring state, Idaho. They're doing it because the recklessness of what's going on in Portland, Oregon, is now so extreme that, um, and, and their cities and their, uh, this, you know, sanctuary city leadership is crumbling. 25, 30 Democrat sanctuary cities around the nation are in deep trouble with a lack of funding, police leaving, uh, crime on the rise, inflation on the rise. The, you got Biden wanting to talk about, um, uh, you know, uh, his, um, his, uh, what, uh, environmental plan, the, yeah. the green clean energy plan <laughs> and ignoring inflation. Ignoring, this Green New Deal. Ignoring crime. This Green New Deal is killing us. And I want you to think, you know, we talked about this earlier in the show this morning, but I want you to think about how horrible it would be down in your state, down in Florida right now, in Fort Myers and other areas that were devastated by Hurricane Ian, if we didn't have fossil fuels, because that's how they're getting in there, that's how they're rescuing people, only because they have vehicles, helicopters, all of those things that burn fossil fuel. What would we do it's without it? And then out in California, you got a governor who says we're not going to have any fossil fuel vehicles by 2035. And by, oh, by the it's way, all, you can't charge your yeah. vehicle tomorrow because, well, we, we, we got a shortage of electricity. It's crazy. You can't wait. It's got to charge over the next three days, so forget your trip tomorrow. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just absolutely nuts what we're dealing with when it comes to this Green New Deal. It won't work. It can't work because there's not... And, and you and I, you know, it's funny, but you and I talk about this both uh, on the air and privately. We both love the idea of being free of fossil fuels. It would be great if we could have all solar. And you have spent the money. You have a solar farm at your house. You have a Tesla. You have invested in some of those things because you, like I and many others, would love to see us be able to get in a position so that we could have uh, a, a fossil fuel or fossil free uh, society but it's just not there That's yet right. the, the technology is well, not there it's all about behavior i never in this green new deal i never said it was a bad deal i think the behavior and how they're jamming it down your throat is the problem now i love energy and uh, being uh, you know being off the grid and all that uh, as you mentioned i have a solar system as well as a tesla but that doesn't mean you're going to transition the nation overnight into electric cars. You need a plan. The Republicans had a transitional plan. And by the way, someone, something no one's talking about, nuclear. Nuclear of 30, 40 years ago is not nuclear today. Nuclear today is very safe. What are the consequences to the environment? It sure isn't what's, even the Tesla, even the amount of, mining and harm to the earth for the lithium ha that has to be extracted to get one battery for a for a tesla vehicle is outrageous yeah when i came to realize that i'm not sure i would have bought the tesla in the first place but what i do know is nuclear uh which is not available in an automobile nuclear in uh, it, in the transmission of energy to the nation to regions 
is the most efficient delivery system today if we'd unregulate and get rid of the, the, the minutia of regulation we put in place. Trump was on that path to bringing us cheap energy, oil or no oil. We would transition to these new technologies in an orderly way over time. But no, we have this position where we had, because Trump supported an oil strategy and a coal strategy, we had to shut it down completely. I promise you, as soon as I'm elected, we'll be off oil. Well, congratulations, Biden. You're right. That's one thing you did do. Hey, look, and we you got about damaged a nation. You yeah. damaged a nation in the process. Got about 45 seconds left in this segment. So I wanted to just, do you have any updates for us on what's going on down in South Florida? Have you been keeping up with it? Yeah, over 350 uh, uh, folks have died. You know, in our earlier broadcast, we said when we first came out, 10 people had died and we expected 2030. It's now over 350 people. It is one of the more serious uh, 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 disasters we've had in terms of human life. And yeah. for that, I'm uh, humbled by the uh, process that DeSantis has gone through in the, in the recovery. Albeit 350 deaths, the man walks on water in the recovery plan uh, that's uh, compared to no other recovery plan. He's done a miraculous job at turning Florida around. Awesome. You hit that just right, Gene. You're getting really good at this. <laughs> You're not too bad yourself, you know. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on our Friday segment with uh, the Velvet Hammer, Gene Valentino. Gene, we'll see you again next week. Thanks. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Happy birthday to Gene Valentino as well. A day late, but he'll be celebrating. 730. Oh.